In Psalms 91, in verse 1, he says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That is our part to live in, to dwell in, and to stay vitally united to the vine. Notice with me, once we are in that secret place, we can begin to say things from that secret place. This is our part in verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Amen. Get your will involved in it. So say it together with me. I declare, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and I put all my trust in you. Amen. So say that on a regular basis, saying what God's Word has said about you from that place, that secret place, enables us to have exactly what we say. Whatever you say about Him, based on His Word, He is exactly that to you. When you say He is Jehovah's Sidkenu, you're saying the Lord is my righteousness. When you are saying the Lord is Jehovah Raha, that means the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. When you say that He is Jehovah Jireh, you're saying that He is my provider. Amen. When you are saying that He is Jehovah Rapha, you are saying that He is my healer. It's one thing for Him to be a provider, a shepherd, and a healer, but it's another thing for Him to be your shepherd, your provider. Amen. And your healer. Take ownership of all that belongs to you, all that He has bought and paid for you by shedding His blood, going to the cross, being buried, going to the pits for three days and three nights. What do you say? We take advantage of all that He's provided for us. So I will say of the Lord, and then notice with me what He will do. As we do these things, surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, The enemy has tricks and he has traps that he would like to set up against you and I to take us out. But when you're living in that place and when you are making your declarations, the scripture says, surely he will deliver you. From the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will trust. His word shall be thy shield and buckler. You know what? You and I are covered. We know that the enemy walks about as a roaring lion, setting up traps, seeking whom he may devour. But thank God, when you live in the secret place, you're under his wings. What does that mean? He can't find you. He cannot find you. So... We dwell, we say, and He covers us. The next verse. He says in the next verse, Thou shalt not, well, verse 5, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. That's our part, to keep fear out of our lives. Nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, But it is not going to come near you. It is not going to come near me. 
You need to put your stake in the ground and declare, it shall not, it shall not come near me. Verse 8 says, only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. The Amplified says, only a spectator shall you be. Yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. Amen. So that's what we talked about last week. Now let's get on to this week. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. There shall no evil befall you. Point to yourself and say this with me. There shall no evil befall me. That means accidents. That means violent crimes. That means money scams. The people are trying to cheat us and get our money from us or identity, identity trying to get your identity. Say with me, no, I'll never be ripped off. No evil is going to befall me. I get crazy emails all the time. You know, send me a thousand dollars or else we're going to reveal how many porn sites you've been. Well, I've never been on a porn site. You know, I'm thinking, what? You know, so, you know, trying to get your identity, trying to get all this. The devil is a liar. Jesus is alive and Jesus is Lord. Amen. So understand this, that when you believe this, You are a candidate to be completely protected. Say it again. No evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Now verse 11 and verse 12 tells us how these things happen. In verse 11 it says, For he will give his angels a special charge over you. Woo! Hallelujah. To do what? To accompany to defend you and to preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. This very building in which you sit this morning is absolutely filled with angels. My angel's right there. Somebody said, how do you know that? I can sense it. This whole, the grounds on which we have church We've drawn a blood of Jesus line around our property. And I'm telling you that no weapon formed against anybody on this property shall ever prosper. There are angels all around this property. Somebody says, how do you know it? Because we've loosed them there. Woo, hallelujah. And if you're smart, you'll loose them around your property. Oh, you better get them loosed around your car. Amen? For he will give his angels charge over you to accompany you and defend you. They accompanied you when you came to church. Verse 12, they shall bear you up on their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. I believe angels can lift up a vehicle if necessary. They'll do whatever is necessary to watch over you and to protect you and to guard you. 
Now, teaching along the lines of angels is foreign to people because the world has painted a picture of angels as being chubby little babies wearing diapers. You know, little cupids showing, you know, shooting bows and arrows on Valentine's Day. No, no, no. That's not the Word of God picture of angels. I am absolutely, positively, fully persuaded that angels exist. You know how I know? I married one. I married one. You know, in Hollywood, it's, you know, it's gardens of the ga- guardians of the galaxy. Well, the angels I'm talking about are not a ragtag group of misfits. These angels are heavenly enforcers. Every baby that is born has a guardian angel. Every one. In Matthew chapter 18, and in verse 10, it says, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. This is from the lips of the Master. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Wonderful. Angels of the Lord. And sometimes people think when you grow older your angels leave you. No. You know, Brother Hagin had an open vision. Dad Hagin is our spiritual father. And just because Dad Hagen is in heaven doesn't mean he's any less our spiritual father than he was when he was alive on earth. Just like your natural father. But he had an open vision. The Lord Jesus himself appeared to him. And there was an angel standing right beside him. And the Lord began to give him uh, some instruction, I believe, about his ministry. And then Brother Hagen looked over at the angel and said, Who's that fella? <laughs> Who's that? Who is that? And the Lord Jesus said, this is your angel. And Dad said, my angel? My angel? Then Jesus smiled at him and said, look, why would you think you lost your angel just because you grew up? And he gave him that verse. I declare that you and I most likely need him more now than when we were kids. Now, we don't want to get strange. We don't want to get weird. We do not want to worship angels. We do not want to pray to angels. Do you remember in the book of Revelation, let me just kind of give you a little insight there. The angel of the Lord was showing John the beautiful, beautiful shores of heaven. The scripture says it was a pure river of water of life. And in the midst of it, on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare manner of fruits and all these things. And uh, John just got so overwhelmed by what he saw. It says, And John saw these things and heard them, when he had, which he had seen, and he fell to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed him these things. And then here's what the angel said, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant. Everyone say, fellow servant. And of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. And the angel said to John, worship God. 
See, many people have gotten off by worshiping angels. They'll hear of some angel appearing somewhere in Mexico or somewhere in a foreign country, and they'll go on angelic pilgrimages from all over the world to see this sign and the wonder. You don't have to go to Guatemala to see an angel. You don't have to go over to Mexico to know angels exist. There's angels all around us today. Amen. And so we want to make sure then that we learn to cooperate with the angels that God has given us. Not get weird, not worship them. He has given His angels charge over you. Over your loved ones. To guard you. To protect you. To defend you. Years ago there was a book called Angels on Assignment. These angels are assigned to watch over you and to take care of you. Now you may not be able to hire a security guard 24 hours a day and 7 days a week, but we have a guard that is out of this world. We have guardian angels, amen? Here's what the psalmist said about it. He said, Psalm 34, 7, The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. That means he rescues us. Amen. I believe outside of my home in Union City, I got angels camping out there. I believe they protected us the other night when we left our garage door open all night. Glory to God. Say it with me. The angels of the Lord are encamping around about me. Now the key now is, is to reverence him. To live your life in the reverential fear of the Lord, live in Him and dwell in Him, and God will send His angels to encamp all around you. Somebody say amen. Amen. You see, many of us would have made it this far without angelic protection. Are you listening to me? Now folks, if we're going to make it all the way to the finish line, anybody interested in finishing their course? I'm not talking about your course finishing you. But you running your race and running all the way until God says, okay, it's time to go or till the rapture of the church. I'm interested in that. How about you? But if we're going to make it all the way, we must have heaven's help. Now we've got the Holy Spirit, but a part of God's heaven's help package is he's given us angels. Amen. You know, I chuckle a little bit about, you know, Brenda shared some things about angels in a series. And she talked about some of the things that she did as a kid. She said she, she fell from a, dry, a giant tree. She leaped over an electric fence. She swam in a pond with poisonous snakes, water moccasins. And she rode wild horses. And then there's us city kids. Speeding down the highway, drunk, crashing through buildings. Nothing to be proud of. But what we're grateful for is the angels of the Lord protected us. Many of you would be dead today if God had not sent his angel and given him charge over you. I think we ought to give God some praise. I think we ought to give him some shouting today. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. And he is not done. He is not finished with you. He who has begun a good work in you is going to complete it. He's going to perfect it. He's going to perform it until he returns. Amen. Now, one thing we want to make sure of, 
not only do we do not want to pray to them or get flaky with it, but when we know that God has protected us, we need to make sure we give Him the glory. Amen? Just like you say when something good happens to you, well, that was the favor of God. Give God the praise. Thank God for your angels protecting me. Amen? Some folks, you know, bless their hearts. Ask the question, well, you know, everyone on the block is sick. Everyone seems like in the whole city's got the flu. How come, how come you didn't get sick? Well, the wrong thing is, well, I, I eat right. And I work out. That's pointing to you. Why not just say, thank God the Lord protected me. Well, did you see that drunk driver go through that red light? I know he was about to hit you and to hurt you and to kill you. How in the world did you miss that drunken driver? Well, it's my excellent driving skills. And I took my ginkgo biloba this morning. And I was extremely alert. And I knew how to make the right moves because I remember driver's training. Come on, wrong thing. We need to give voice to God's glory. We need to lift up our voice and give Him the glory. Lift up our voice and honor Him. Amen. Now the truth of the matter is, there's plenty of them here. I mean, the angels that are here in this auditorium aren't even a scratch compared to all the heavenly hosts. I mean, the whole earth is filled with godly angels. Amen. Somebody said, yeah, pastor, but there's demons in the land too. Let's not become so demon conscious. Let's become more God conscious and more angel conscious. And realize this, that where sin abounds and where darkness comes, the light always dispels the darkness. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Faith in God. Speaking God's word over your life. There's a bunch of them. Bunch of them. In Hebrews chapter 12, for example, in verse 22. It says this. But you are come unto Mount Zion or Zion. Zion or Zion is a type of the church. And we are come unto unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. I'm glad my God is alive. How about you? The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels. Hallelujah. That means that there are myriads of angels all around. This says to us that we are not by ourselves. The word of God is very clear. That God created angels for a specific purpose. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Hebrews, the first chapter and the 14th verse. It says, are they not all ministering spirits? This is speaking about angels who have been sent forth, sent forth from where? Sent forth from the God of glory, sent forth to minister for them. Now, certainly they'll minister to you. But they will also minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. I'm looking at a congregation full of heirs of God. I'm looking at a group of people that are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so those ministering spirits have been sent forth 
to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. There's many examples in the Word of God. And there are many modern day examples of angelic protection. How many of you have ever heard of a gentleman by the name of David Wilkerson? David Wilkerson went to New York City as an ordained minister of the gospel, a young man, and he went right into the very bowels of drug addictions and right into the neighborhoods where people were literally involved in gang violence and just absolutely living for the enemy. And of course, there was a young man by the name of Nicky Cruz. How many of you remember Nicky? Nicky Cruz. And Nikki had enough of David Wilkerson because David was down there preaching. And so one day, Nikki pulled out a knife and he said, I am going to kill you. And he lunged toward David Wilkerson and all of a sudden, the knife stopped before it could get to him and slay him. And he took back the knife again and he lunged toward him again and the knife stopped. Who was it? What was it that was holding that knife back? From Mr. David Wilkerson. I tell you, it was the angel of the Lord encamped round about David Wilkerson. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the long and short of it is, is Nicky Cruz gave his heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Teen Challenge was birthed out of that whole thing. And thousands and thousands and thousands of drug addicts have been delivered by the power of God. But it all started by a man walking in the fear of the Lord, walking in obedience, amen, right down there in the hood, if you will, and the weapon formed against him will prosper. Hallelujah. That is such good news. Notify your face, please. We have a, a, a gentleman here that works security at Bayfair Mall. And in between services, he was telling me, he said, I know there's angels all around me. He said, in the mall, there are some very vicious, very, very, very traumatic situations that occur. And there's all sorts of uh, potential violence and things breaking out. And he says, one of his security people will call him, and he will go to the part of the mall where the problem is. And he said, I'm twice as old as these people. He said, I will walk up to them, and all of a sudden, they'll look up over his head. What do you suppose they were seeing? They must have been seeing the angels of the Lord. Glory to God. Now, the funny thing about angels, many times you cannot see them, but the perpetrators can. Come on, Brenda, share that story. This is a good one. Amen? Somebody shout amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Well, we have good friends, a pastor in... uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this occurred, this happened to a lady in their church who happened to be a police officer. So she was doing her regular rounds one night, and she was by herself, and she comes up this stop sign, and on the other side is a is a, a, a bar. And she looked over there, and the Spirit of God said to her, watch that car right there and follow that car. Well, she's thinking, Okay, Lord, because she's led by the Spirit. So this car goes out of the driveway. She begins to follow it. And she's thinking, well, I can't pull them over just for any reason. They have to do something wrong. She noticed they had a tail light out. She's thinking, well, maybe. Then all of a sudden, they really began to <coughs> swerve all over the road. And it was obvious that they were drunk. So she puts on her siren, pulls them over. 
And this, as she stops him, then she says, you know, over the, the intercom thing, get out of the car. Well, she notices the car door opens, and she said it's the biggest foot she ever saw comes sticking out of the car and then all of a sudden this giant of a man six five at least huge steps out of the automobile and she's in her heart lord what have you gotten me into because she happens to be a little woman she's five foot by herself so she begins to call for backup on the radio and they say well we don't have anybody in the general vicinity it'll be a little while so she's sitting there okay what do i do i can't sit here forever so she musters up courage she steps out of the car she screams at the man spread your legs spread your arms get up against the the car turn around and to her amazement he obeyed and when he spread his arms, she saw that he had a pistol in his belt. So she's like, oh, dear Jesus. But she get, continues to walk up there. And she's like, okay. She says over the radio again, send back up. And the man, this huge man, looks up over her head, standing there. And he says, what's wrong with the one you got? At that, she's realizing he's seeing somebody that's not here. And he's big. And she she says, she didn't know what to say, but out of her mouth, she said, Oh, he's a rookie, and he really likes to fight. (laughs) And at that, the man kind of backed up. She said his eyes were as big as $50 pieces, 50 cent pieces. And he said, Well, I sure wouldn't mess with him. So then she realized, I've got to get handcuffs on this guy. I can't even reach his arms, hardly. So she tells him to get down on his knees. This huge guy, he's complying with this little bitty police officer, everything that she says. He gets down on his knees. And again, he looks up over her head and he says, man, I know you can't buy that uniform right off of the rack. You're huge, dude. You must have to have that special made. He's carrying on a conversation with this person standing behind her. He, and then he looks at her and he says, Your partner doesn't say much, does he? And again, out of her mouth, she hears herself say, He doesn't need to. This criminal guy complied with everything she wanted him to do. She got him in handcuffs, got him in her car. She ran a rap sheet on him, and she said the rap sheet was as long as she was tall. The man was wanted for murder. He was wanted for assaulting a police officer, wanted for all sorts of illegal weapons. She searched his car, found sawed-off shotguns in there, all sorts of ammo. You know, God not only protected her, but that man was probably up to no good, and somebody else's life could have been spared because the Holy Ghost told her to stop that car and God was sent his angel and like pastor said in the beginning she never saw the angel but she knew he was there from the look on the man's face and from the conversation that he had with him he has given his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways amen Glory to God. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
sombre che c'è la vronde, le fe sombro che dice le tongue la pafiete. I've said in my word that I would keep you in all of your ways. Make sure that your ways are my ways. Do not go your own way. For in this day and in this hour, you must live and dwell in me. For I would remind you that I said in my word that in him you will live, you will move, and you will have your being. So be mindful, saith the Lord, of your every step. Be not fearful, but endeavor to be led by my spirit in all that you do and everywhere you go and in everything you say. Be mindful of your associates, saith the Lord. Be mindful of your companionship, saith the Lord. For you see, my hand is upon you for good and not for bad. Be mindful of all of your ways, saith the Lord. For as you live for me and as you honor me... And as you go my way, surely the angels of the Lord shall protect you every day. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank Him for it. Oh, breki senetea, endelabokoshe, amrokasendelebeshte. And so it is not a day to do your own thing. It's not a day to with to have one foot in the world and one fit one foot in the word. For there are two kingdoms approaching extremely fast. One is the kingdom of darkness. The other is the kingdom of God. You are not of this world. You are not of darkness. You are of God. You have been translated out of darkness. And you have been brought into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. Oh, breke stemana. Oh, brefiste lebrando. Pasundo ridiste andolobosoto. And just as the enemy has stepped up his assaults in the last day through violence and crime and all sorts of venom and, vo- and vomit, says the Lord, so have I stepped things up on my side. There shall be greater glory. There shall be greater manifestations, greater marvels, greater gifts, and greater miracles happen in this day and in this hour. And in addition to that, I will increase angelic assistance for my church. I will, there shall be There shall be, and there even is right now, an increase of angelic activity all around the earth. Even in the Bay Area, even in the nation's capital. Yea, saith the Lord, do not be moved by what you hear and see on TV. Know this, that there is about to come an explosion of almightiness. An explosion of almightiness in our nation's capital. Angels are there even now. They're on assignment saith the Lord. Know this, that I am moving in the kingdom of God. Know this, that I am picking things up in the kingdom of God. So whose side shall you be on? Whose side shall you be on? It is not a day to live in the world at one time and then live for the kingdom at another time. It's time for my people to come all in. To come all in. All in for the kingdom of God. I went all in for you. Now it's time for you to go all in for me. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. 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 There's traps. There's dangers in darkness. 
Come out from among them, saith the Lord, and be ye separate. For what communion hath light with darkness? And what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? You are the temple of the living God. You are those that are called out of darkness into my marvelous light. You are those of the kingdom of God. So come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And live a separate life and live a sanctified life. Live from my word and live from my presence. Come on in. Come on all in. For I would remind you that I said that you are the temple of the living God. I declare in my word that I will live in my temples. I will walk in my temples. I will dwell in my temples. I shall be your God and you shall be my people. As you come on in totally in your heart. As you come on totally in all of your ways. Know this, that I will be a father unto you. I will be a father unto you. A father's role I will take. And a father's care shall you know. Part of my care for you is giving my angels to look after you. Amen. Glory to God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. The Spirit of God is speaking to us today in both services. Hallelujah. Place your hand over your heart and say, Heavenly Father, I see in your word that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Thank you, Lord, that you went all in for me. And you placed me in Christ. So I make this fresher commitment unto you to walk in the fullness of the kingdom of God. To separate myself from all that would be dark. From all that would entrap me. I come on in 100% for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so shall my life be fulfilled. And so shall I enjoy life and live it to the full with all of its fullness. And the angels of the Lord shall not only encamp around me, but they shall encamp around my loved ones. They shall encamp around my company and my business. For the Lord is speaking to me now. Now let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, give him praise. Some of you are just now waking up. Let's give him some praise in the house. Oh, Brakesh Telamandra, Brato Tolobo Shoto, Mangaladeshte, Mangaladeshte. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And not only do demons, devils, and evil spirits influence people to do wrong and to do bad, my angels are also influencers. They will influence people to give you favor. They will connect you with things beyond you can ask your thing. They will connect you to supernatural divine favor. 
new acquaintances that I'll send your way. Because the angel of the Lord goes before you to profit you in your way. Hallelujah. I was influenced for evil when I was a heroin addict. I did wrong. I said wrong. I lived wrong. That's what demonic forces do to people. But oh, but oh, when you come on in, when you get on in, when you go all the way in, all the way in, all the way in to the kingdom of God. Woo! Hallelujah! To where He is not just Savior, but to where He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And so, and so as you come on in, and as you stay on in, oh, I will utilize angelic forces to work on your behalf. They will protect your grandbabies. They will protect your son. They will direct your paths. And they will go before you. Ha ha. To where no one on the job gets a promotion, but you got it. That's not the time to say it's because my education. No, that's the time to give me all the glory. For I will influence your employers. And not only so, if you will learn to allow me to be your king, and you will take your place and take your dominion, your God-given authority, and bind up every demonic force that would be arrayed against you, and command him to desist in his maneuvers against you in any of your ways... Including your finances. Including your money. If you will do that, saith the Lord, he will come to a screeching halt. Learn to release me and declare and loose the ministering spirits to go and cause what's needed to come. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about finances. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, I, you know, my job only pays me this much. I'm not talking about your natural job. I'm talking about in the kingdom of God. There are vast resources that he's put in the earth for you. And he's put in the earth for me. He did not put it here for the devil and his bunch. He didn't put it here for pimps. He didn't put it here for alcoholic companies that fly through the air selling Jim Beam or whatever the case may be. He put it here for God and his bunch. It's here. It's here. Now be bold to possess it. And know that you cannot do it in your own strength. But oh, the angels of the Lord, I will remind you, they excel in strength. They excel in strength. And they're listening to your words. And they're hearkening unto the voice of his word. So be the voice of my word and speak my word only. And you will have all of heaven's attentions. Attention. 
the name, the blood, the Holy Spirit, the angels of the Lord will go to work on your behalf. How many of you believe it? Hallelujah. How many of you believe it? Now, don't sell yourself short. If you sell yourself short and feel as though you are not worthy, you will always come up short. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You will speak and you will believe what you think. So think big thoughts. Think thoughts in line with my word. Think thoughts in line with the kingdom of God. For you are also kings. He is the king. But we are the kings that he's the king of. And he has said that we are to reign in life as kings. Through the gift of righteousness. And I would remind you that I said in the book of Ecclesiastes, where the word of a king is, there is power. Power is released through the words of my sons and my daughters. So align your believer and align your speaker with what I've already said and what I've already provided for you. And as you do, just watch what I will do on your behalf. Let's raise our hands. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You just watch. You just watch. You just look and see what the Lord has done. Look and see what the Lord will do. Woo, hallelujah. I believe the Spirit of God just wants to remind us that they that be with us are more than they that be with them. The king of Syria was extremely upset because Elisha was getting information in his bedchamber on where they were to attack next. And so the king of Syria said, let us go down to the children of Israel. And so he sent a great host, an army all around to circle around Elisha. He was after Elisha because Elisha had his 411. (laughs) Elisha had his information. And so this great crowd, this great company, armies, was arrayed against them. And his servant, Gehazi, woke up early in the morning. In verse 15 of 2 Kings 6, it says, And when the servant of the Lord, of the man of God, was risen early and went out, behold, a host had compassed the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, what are we going to do, Master? And he answered and said, Don't be afraid. Everyone say, Fear not three times. One more time. One more time, real strong. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Fear not. Read the rest with me. For they. Do you know it? Do you believe it? They that be with us in the kingdom of God are more than they that be with them in the kingdom of darkness. And in verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would open my eyes. That you would open the eyes of every member, every partner. 
every person in this auditorium. Help us to see the things that you want us to see. Now notice what happened. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. I got a question for you this morning. Who is driving those chariots? The angelic hosts of heaven. Not wimpy Cupid babies. Amen. The world just gets so fascinated. It, it's just, I'm, I don't believe in use the word sickening, but it's just not right. Fascinated with demonic activity. The paranormal. Ooh. Ooh. Then Ghostbusters came out a couple years ago. Again, a sequel. Wasn't as good as the first. But so what? If demons can rattle windows. So what if they can move furniture? Lester Summerall was over in a a foreign country and the chair moved from one end of the room to the other. He just looked at it and said, put it back! I tell you, we're ready to take it back. Amen. I'm not talking about, you know, your windows rattling and everything. You're sanctified. You're holy. You're living in a secret place. Amen. But so what if they can move furniture and move doors? The angels of the Lord, folks, they shake nations. They move mountains. Hey, they even shut the mouths of lions. And if they can shut the mouths of lions in Daniel's lion den, he can shut up wicked, evil words that have been formed against you. He can shut down the plan of the enemy. He can shut down the strategies and the deceitfulness of the wicked one. Come on, somebody. Why is that? Because bigger, stronger, and more are they that be with us than they that be with him. I'm telling you, his plan for, your, for this church, his plan for this nation, and his plan for you is only good. And I prophesy over every member, over every partner, over every ministry friend. I prophesy over your lives that you will not be stopped by the enemy. All that God has placed in our hearts shall come to pass. For we have the head of the church on our side. And we have a mighty host of angels at our command. I want you all to stand up right now. We're going to strike while the iron's hot as Pastor Tom.